All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. Today is episode number 94, and today our guest is an independent hip-hop and rap artist currently in Raleigh, North Carolina. Please welcome Richie Nelson. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's been great. It's been great so far. We've just been, you know, we've been kicking it before all of this, and it's just like it's just real fleet-flowing conversation. See, I'm, I'm already a little nervous, but let me get those jitters out of the way after a while. I got yeah, you. Thanks again for coming. Yeah, no problem. Just so you know, you are a little bit to the uh, side. There you go. Perfect. Yep. Right there. Yeah, yeah, right okay. there. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to see it from the other side. But um, yeah. yeah, how's uh? So we never got into like quarantine life yet, though, in that uh, pre-conversation. How has your quarantine been going? I've gotten used to it really quickly. Like, almost scary how quick I got used to it. Like, you know, it's, it's you got those people that kind of forget to grab their mask, like they go to like report they're going to the store, then they gotta like run right back. I'm I'm not those people. Like I have the mask like ready, like and it's just I don't know. I think I noticed the other day. I was like I was I was really ready for this. Like it's almost like I've been thinking about it this whole time, but it's just it's it's pretty crazy. Like how everybody's been having to adapt and how everybody like are kind of opposed to adapting. It's just the whole thing itself is just it's crazy. It, it really is. And I mean, I've had a few artists on the podcast prior to you, um, business owners as well. But I find it really interesting as like looking through your profile, you know, going through your Instagram, seeing the old videos and photos from shows yeah, and stuff I like that. I was doing your homework earlier today. I was like, OK, OK, OK. Yeah, I got to. I mean, I got to. <laughs> I've got to at least know who I'm talking to prior to getting you on this podcast. And, you know, I need to have enough of a base to ask questions but I don't want to go too oh, yeah. deep where, you know, I look a little ignorant. <laughs> oh, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. So, um, I mean, it looks like as far as I can tell through social media, you've been at least publicly doing music since around like 2014. Am I correct? Yeah. Um, that's when I guess I started taking serious. Um, I, I mean, I've been around music my whole life. Like, you know, there was, you know, there's, um, where I come from, there's nobody that hasn't been in like the church choir, like starting at like five, six, and then you know I was the I was the band geek in middle school, so I definitely picked up like the whole reading music and all of that from there, and then went to college, got like a little minor in music, so yeah, I, I've been around it for a while. I guess yeah, around 2014 is where I wanted like. I figured out where I wanted to go and like what type of sound I wanted to do. So yeah, that's about right. So that's pretty cool. So what did you uh, what did you play in high school and band, and then what did you like focus on in college? So I didn't do high school in the band. I had, I was I was in middle school and then I think in high school I was just like man I'm just gonna play football and it was just I guess I just made that choice. But in middle school I played like the alto sax. Like I think I still have it in my grandma's house. I haven't touched it in a while, but yeah, one of those. The craziest thing was, like, I chose my instrument, and then, like, I think, I don't even think it was, like, two days later. Like, as soon as I was, like, yeah, I'm going to play the sax. I messed around and seen Drumline with Nick Cannon in it. I yeah. was so disappointed. Like, I wanted to change my <laughs> instrument so bad. I was, like, yo. Like, why nobody told me the drums was this hype? Like, I'm, like, mom, please, like, call them, do something. Like, nope, you chose your instrument. Like, yo. So it was like when we got our instruments, I guess like like months later in class, like my homeboy Nick, he ended up playing like the drums and it was just like, oh, I was so envious. I was just like, man, I guess, man. Like, yo, that's uh that broke my heart. Like That's really I ain't funny. Disappointed. <laughs> that's really funny. 
Um, so when you went, when you decided to major in music in college, what, what like inspired you to take that route specifically instead of taking another type of major? It wasn't a major. It was like, it was a minor, but it started out right. as like, uh, it started out as just electives, like, cause I wanted to like have a better singing voice. Like, cause I was in the choir, like most of my high school, uh, yeah, most of my high school years. And it was just like, I could, I could hold a note. I wasn't toned up, but it was just like. I don't know. I, to me, I was missing something, and it was. And I'm glad I took those classes because it just it taught me like certain mechanics of like how to push your voice out, how to do this, that, and the third. And then after a while, it was like, you want to take this dictation class? I was like, sure, why not? And it was just one day I was just sitting in the office, just trying to get signed into like one of the classes. And he was like, you know, you got like two classes left until you like you have a minor. And I was just like, oh, okay. So it was just like I stumbled upon it, like just, just doing electives what I loved and everything. It was just, it was crazy how that worked out. That's really, really cool. So when you decided to pick up, I guess, like rapping more publicly prior to that, were you writing a lot or was it something that just kind of all came together at once? Uh, I mean, I've always been writing. I was writing like poems, like in, in, in middle school. It was like simple ones. Like that's what I was like when we were talking like earlier, like how when it starts out, it's it's never really that good, but you want to yeah. hype about it. So it was just like, yeah, I had started like writing and, and it was trash, but I was hype about it. And then we started like recording when I was in like high school. So like back in like 08, it was super trash, but we were hype about it. It was just, I didn't really start taking it serious to like, yeah, I guess I had to like, I had to take like that time from, I guess like, from all the way up to like, I'd say 2012, 13, like when I started like recording to like put stuff out there for like a profit. Like I think I needed to take all that time just to see exactly what kind of sound I wanted and like what was the best way possible to like push it out there. Mm. That's cool. That's a, that's a really interesting way with how everything kind of formulated to where your music's at now. You know, seeing because that's that's what I've noticed is a pretty um, common at least thing with uh, hip hop rap artists that I've interviewed and talked to specifically is at least always like the writing has always been there. It's just these other little skills that you've kind of found along the way that have added into it and kind of made you the artist that you are today. Exactly. Because growing up, that's that's all you were were your words. Like, I don't know when that whole Drake and, and, and Meek Mill thing like came about, like that really like broke my heart because like like i said growing up like you were always about your words so i'm thinking you know here comes this dude from from canada is just saying everything right like it was just like oh my gosh who is this person only to find out like you know he possibly got like a team behind him it's just like it's like you you almost believed in the magic but now they didn't show you how he was pulling the rabbit out of the hat like and it was just like you know from like the background i came from it was just like but if you're not writing you really not rapping like the people who need writers are the singers which is cool because you know they're singers like they have to work on getting those notes right they don't need to focus on writing but it's just like if you if you're rapping like you should those should be your words but it's just like i feel like the more it progresses the more like hip-hop progresses just like i guess that we're looking at it as more as like a business standpoint so if you can employ someone to like write the raps to help you sell better i guess it works out i guess like i'm starting to like understand it as i get older but it's just like for me it's just I don't know. Like, if you're not writing, like, you're not, you're not writing. Yeah, no, I understand what you mean. Like, the the words are very much the the soul and the heart of of the business, I guess, and, and the business aspect. You know, it's it's the 
it's the brand it's it's your image that's the part of you that goes into the music you know people can engineer sound and you know auto-tune vocals all day but definitely they can't pull lyrics out of a hat no i really i like that perspective a lot i don't think i've really heard that all right it's just like you know it's almost like if paula dean plagiarized a cookbook like that would be that would shock the world like that's crazy (laughs) Paula Dean. Oh my God. That's great. So when you, uh, speaking of like writing in general has, since you kind of started taking things more seriously, have you seen a way with your writing style change? Have you specifically changed it by like people that have inspired you or? I've learned that I can't really listen to a certain artist too much because it's just like, I don't know, like, I'm good at, like, figuring out, like, systems, like, how somebody is doing something. So it's just, like, and then, like, so if I listen to somebody a certain amount, like, nine times out of ten, like, maybe, like, a week later, I'm probably, like, I probably figured out, like, how they're doing something. And then, like, I've kind of incorporated it into myself. Like, I think, like, a couple months back, I was listening to, like, a lot of Rod Wave, and it was just every song, like, I recorded, it was just, like, nope, nope, sounds just like him, sounds just like him. Like, it was just... Like, so, like, sometimes I just got to, like, you know, just not listen to anything and, like, kind of, like, reset. So mm-hmm. I guess that's what's changed. Like, like I'm I'm impressionable. Like, that's – you got to learn about yourself, like, when when you're, you know, working on your creativity. Like, and so I learned as, like, if I'm going to be impressionable, I got to be, like, not too impressionable with just one thing but kind of, like, take a lot in at once and then, you know, wrap it up and then push it out. You know, here you go. Richie knows. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I definitely know what you mean when it comes to um, certain things and ideas that I get with my photography. I'm kind of in that same boat with like the impressionableness, trying to take a reference and then you realizing that the reference turned into more of a copy than it did an original just by like the inspiration behind it. Exactly. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I got to listen to a pretty a pretty good amount of your music today and like. I mean, your your flow itself is absolutely crazy, and I did check out the uh, your one recent music video that you did uh, for No Secret, which I noticed oh, like yeah. R.I.P. Cloudy, and uh, just kind of like loved the like the Raleigh vibe itself, the very home style like music video that you did with that. That was yeah. really dope. Appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. So when it came to, because I know you had those other music videos on your YouTube as well, but they are a little bit more dated than uh, No Secret. Um, Have you had any plans to start creating more music videos with your music? I mean, obviously, I know COVID's been a little bit of a factor, but. Yeah, um, that's definitely the next thing. Um, I really don't plan on releasing anything like new for a while because I feel like I got like a, a good amount out to like push. So it's just like, yeah, that's definitely like next on the list to like start like putting more visuals together. Like, and that's like, I guess I wouldn't really call it like my Achilles heel, but that is definitely like a weak point in like my whole like product, I guess. It's just like, I really don't put like a lot of visuals out because it's just like, I don't know. I'm just so deep into like the music. It's just sometimes I kind of, I'm still learning that it's like, this is a business. And like, wow you really want to be like deep into the creative process you got to understand like what next needs to be done to not only catch new people's attention but keep the attention of the people who you've already captured 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, music videos like uh, No Secret are definitely good, I think, for ones that are, are more to the soul and to the heart and really supposed to be listened to for the words themselves. But then there are obviously mm-hmm. other tracks that are supposed, you know, the ones that you bump into your car and shit that are usually more of those uh, wacky, out-of-the-box music videos that I've seen. At least that's from my perspective, that's kind of what I've noticed on the creative level. Right. And it's just like, I'm also kind of picky. Like, I don't... Like, I embarrass easy, so it's just like, I don't ever want to feel like I'm looking stupid. So it's just like, I, I take that into, like, a lot of stuff. So it's just like, it's been a lot of times where it's just like, I'll shoot something, and it's just, I'll look at it, and then, like, they're not getting what I'm coming from, and it's just like, I'll be like, all right, you can just keep the deposit, I'm going to go elsewhere. It's just like, I don't know. And I think that's something I need to grow out of, too, like, not taking myself so seriously. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line and a hard line to walk, especially when you are your, like, your product, you are your brand, right. you know, trying to separate you know, your own ego, but also your morals and values and what you're trying to establish with a brand versus what you're also trying to keep as, as a part of you. It, it definitely is a really hard line to walk. Um, so I get where you're coming from with that for sure. Um now, kind of backtracking a little bit to shows themselves, um, why, how do you think things are going to change moving forward with COVID when it comes to like putting out shows for just like, I mean, any genre in general, I guess? I think if it's done right, it's going to be pretty big. It's going to be pretty good for the indie scene because I think we're going to get smaller venues and smaller venues won't, it won't take a lot of people to bring that energy into the shows. Mm-hmm. Like I just had a, um, I just had a, a, a set of skewers the other weekend, which is like you could tell, you know, COVID's in effect because it's just like there's not that many people like just out in the world, like just walking the streets. But it's just like that smaller venue, like the amount of people that were there, like it was still, a, it was still a good vibe. So I think if we go like in towards like as far as like you know indie performances, indie shows, like if we go into like the s- smaller venue like direction like to kind of like you know i guess promote the social system and, and not have like so many people at one place at one time i feel like that would be good because it gives us a chance to like reach people like in smaller groups at a time like more intimate audiences and it's just like we keep doing that like that'll just be like building bricks and we'll have a wall after a while yeah no i like i love the perspective <clears throat> now throughout the time frame when we were actually more in a shutdown period not in phase two and stuff like we are now um, did you find that period of time more challenging for you to be creative and process like music or anything, or did you find it more valuable and use the time that you had? Oh, I loved it. Like, I still love it. Like, I, like, I don't want this to be took the wrong way, but it's just like, I don't like people. So it's just like, <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I'm out there. I, I politic. I, I'm a I'm a people person. I, so I've been told, but it's just like I got a really short social meter. So it's just like now we have a time where it's just like I can just focus on the music and I don't have to like be like in a place with a lot of people. Just I guess you know acting like I want to be there. It's just like it's it's great. Not to say that I don't want to be there sometimes, but it's just like everybody that's that's in this had those nights where it's just like oh my goodness, I got it. I gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd want them to go for me, but it's just like at the same time, it's just for me, like I'm an introverted heart. So it's just like the fact that I get to like stay in a room 
most of the day and only go out when I need to. Like it's it's great. I like it. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it's helped. No, I love that. I love that. What on the um, like creative level do you think you've accomplished uh, throughout COVID that you can like put a stamp on? I've had the time to like listen to like to go back and listen to like whole albums all the way through. Like like today, I think I listened to it's like Ready to Die mm-hmm. and the, like it's a lot of albums like the Erica Badu album from back in the day, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Just like listening to like all those old albums from like like an adult perspective now it's just like that's just been like really inspiring like to like it's almost like when matilda went to the library for the first time like she was just trying to figure out like like what do i want to look at next like what world do i want to be in next like that's just what it's been feeling like for me just trying to like just find inspiration anywhere I love that. I love that. And I love that you use Matilda as a reference as well. Um, oh, yeah. It's just... It's, it's, a, it's a great movie, 100%. I was actually going to say I was going to make a reference to your uh, your album art covers, too. They're very anime-focused. I do love you on your flying Nimbus, I will say. Um, everybody likes the Nimbus. That's, everybody likes them. Who doesn't? It's Nimbus. <laughs> like, come on. Um, but I, I do really like the, um, you know, the cartoon-esque aspect of it. What made you go that direction for the album covers? I, I have no, I ain't gonna say I have no idea. I was just scrolling through Facebook and it was just, it was just this guy, like he was just putting up like different like types of art. And it was just, I thought like he might've just pulled them like from Google. So I jumped in his DM. I was like, yo, are you drawing these like from scratch? He was like, yeah, I got the Surface Pro and everything, man. It was just like, like, oh, snap. So I was like, yo, can you, can you draw this for me? And it was just like, I was trying to think of something that like could bring like, you know, the anime crowd and as well as like people like from Raleigh that would be able to relate like all at the same time like kind of like be out there but be relatable at the same time so I was like yeah put me on the Nimbus and put me on the Beltline like and he was just like sure and he's just like as soon as he put like he like brought back the sketch and everything it was just that was crazy and it was just like that like that I would say that album cover alone like that kind of like opened doors because it was just like like I said it just caught so many people's attention because they were able to like like identify with it so quickly like that's and it's just really like cool. then it just led to like the other ones like and then shout out to uh Dez. like he's he's great like we'll just sit and like smoke and like allow me to like think outside the box like the album cover for no secret i was like yo i kind of want like a, a comic book like type of thing like but it's just like showing something like like really quick like i'm outside like and then he, like he came back with that like it was just it's it's great when you're able to like just sit and bounce with ideas instead of like just hitting somebody up via email like yo I want this like you get to like sit and like talk to someone like that was great. That's really really cool. Is he local? I wouldn't say he's in Raleigh, but he's, he's in North like, Carolina. Like, oh yeah, he's in yeah he's definitely North Carolina. He's like between here and like Greensboro. Like That's yeah, he cool. like the, yeah, definitely be like reach like yeah, great people. That's really cool. Well, not on the art aspect of, of it, but on the music aspect of it, what would you say yours, it, your personal album, like, favorite is? My personal one? Mm-hmm. It's, it's Take Care. Like, that, it's like every time, like, somebody says something about Take Care, like, right, that, that album didn't change your life, like, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just, that album to me was so good. Like, I found, like, I was in college when it came out and like it dropped like a week early like 
I guess like on like some website, like I listened to it all the way through. Then it's just like I deleted the link from my phone. I was like, no, I got to go buy it. Like I heard it, but it's just like, yeah, I need to go buy it. Like that's probably like yeah, my favorite album all the time. I'm like, and now I'm even more sure that just because of all the albums I've listened to like up until now, it's just like, yeah, I can still go back to like that Take Care or like that, that Nothing Was The Same. Like those two, like it's like 1A, 1B, like those two albums, like it's crazy. Do they feel like they? Do you feel like they've inspired some of your music or the majority of your music, like style even? Oh yes, most definitely. Like you know, to really like, like the descriptive writing of it all. Like you know, to really like paint pictures and take it there, take people there with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying there wasn't any of that before. Like he came into the picture, but it was just like he kind of made like you know what I'm saying? Like no, I know. It was more of a like he normalized it a bit. I think that's a word. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Now, what about your personal uh, inventory of music? Now, what about the album between like Pain, Empty Nights on 440, oh, yeah. like out of your stuff? Now I want to know pain. your favorite. Pain? It's Pain. Yeah. yeah. Like, and Pain was, I wouldn't even say it was rushed, but it was just like, I wanted to take so much more time with Pain. Yeah. But that's, it, it went back to like, ah, don't take yourself so serious. And it like, it still ended up being like, it's definitely like the most cohesive like body of work that I have. Like it just, it just flows. Like I can really listen to it from start to finish and not even because it's mine, because I, like, I guess like growing up, like I would have music that I would like, but it's like, you know, when your friends come around, like, oh, let me turn this down. I ain't really trying to, you know, do be bashful about it. Like that is a body of work that like, I have no problem playing around like anybody. Like, yo, what you trying to listen to? Man, don't even worry about it. I'm gonna put this pain on real quick. Like, it's like that. That's awesome. No, that's great. I mean, it's definitely like, I think the growing point of being an artist is finally being able to be a little bit of appreciative and, you know, bathing in your own glory a little bit um, while still being appreciative of why you're doing that um, right. and the reasoning behind that. Just the simplicity of knowing that you did something that you're, you're uh, not only inspired by yourself, but also passionate about and everything that goes along with that. That's awesome, man. That's that's really, really cool. Have, do you have a favorite, like, song itself, period? Mm. That's like asking to pick a favorite child. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, how about your My top favorite. three? My top three, yeah, it would make- probably be the top three. It'd probably be Strictly for the Home. Like, that's on the Reminisce body of work. It would be No Secret. That's, yeah, that's definitely a biggie. I think the third one would be, hmm. It's a tie between Pain and Ignite. Ignite is on the Empty Nights of 440 project. Yeah, it'd be a top between those two. So yeah, those would be the top three-ish. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So for anyone listening, definitely if you want you want the the download, get go get listen to those three first. <laughs> um, right, definitely. What was your favorite one to perform on stage? What got the most hype when you were on stage? It's definitely no secret. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it was like one time. I don't know, something happened. DJ had a complete, like, the music went out. And it was just like, but by that time, I, I had been performing it enough to, like, where the crowd could, like, sing it back to me. And, like, that was, like, that was that was a biggie. 
like to be like that prepared for something for that to happen like that is always like a like I always look back at that moment like like anytime like I get kind of like guess like weary about it I'm like man you know like you got this like stuff like that happens hell yeah have are there any pinpoint moments since you started um your career in general that speak out to you like that moment uh, it was that one. So many. <laughs> That's the best then. I think it was that moment, like, and then, like, the first moment, like, I even had a crowd sing a song back to me. Like, it was the song Unfinished Business. Like, that that stuck out to me. It's like, it's, it's like, I always like it, when, like, when the crowd, like, is, like, like, really there. And I believe, mm, as far as like moments, like the moment, like I guess like the moment, like pain was just like done and it was out. Like I guess like when the when the album cover dropped, like that was a big moment for me because it was like the feedback was just like like I got a lot of good feedback and like that that really stuck. Is that something that keeps you pushing forward? Is the the feedback and motivation from others? I wouldn't say like it, it's like the like the main thing pushing me mm-hmm. forward because it wouldn't because it wouldn't stop me. Like oh it, yeah. But I feel like it, it's, I guess it's kind of like the, the cherry on top. Like, it's it's definitely like something like, yeah, like, they fuck with me. So it's just like, that's cool type shit. No, 100%. It's nice seeing people's perspective on um, the, the the motivation behind the drive, you know, um, and that what goes along with that. So, you know, I was, I was scrolling through your Instagram as I was, as you know. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> things that you you shared that was also posted, I think, like on your Facebook or something along those lines, was you made a post saying, don't assume my genre. Oh, tell, yeah. me, tell me about this post. I'm kind of interested in where your mindset was at with this. That was definitely during the time when it was like, you know, I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't say they were they were not not like they were like fighting for equal rights, but it was like it was very like it was like during the time where it was just like the LGBT community was like definitely like the topic of discussion. I can't remember like what the exact topic was and it just I just remember being on Twitter like just like just scrolling and it just I seen like that post and it just like it really stuck out. Not only because like, you know, it plays on to like, you know, that phrase, like, you know, the donors in my channel, but it's just like <clears throat> And I really thought about, like, my type of music. It was just, like, you know, you really shouldn't assume. Because it's just, like, people will see me and it's just, like, oh, I didn't know that that's what you were going to be doing. I didn't know you were going to sound like that. And it's just, like, I hear that so much. And it's just, like, no, I don't really know what you're assuming for anyway. Like, anybody could sound like anything. No, I, I love that. You know, I think it's it's very important to to not be put in a box, you know? And I feel like nowadays with a lot of artists and entrepreneurs, I've mentioned this before on my other podcasts as well, a lot of people are just multiverse now, kind of what we were talking about earlier, just having multi-skills. And I feel like with with a lot of artists now, especially artists that are in like the hip hop, rap, R&B like genre it's kind of all blended together with the newer and some artists in general there really isn't a hey you just rap or hey like they're just singing R&B there really is a a mix of so many different styles even within one artist and I think it's really interesting seeing music change like that because I'll hear an artist one play one like I'll hear an artist one song on 
my Spotify or whatever. And then I'll hear another one and I'll realize it's the same artist. And it's, I love that. I love the diversity that can go through the process of the music and seeing an artist, you know, not necessarily Jacqueline Hyde, but kind of in the adverse effects of music itself. Exactly. Like that's, that's what it started with. It started as like, you know, like how creative were you in the first place? Like even like back, you know, with like the Mozart and, you know, the Beethoven's like, you know, what type of sound can you make like out of thin air? Like what is in your brain that nobody else can hear? So it's like, it starts out of the box, you know? And when you take that attitude into like other like venues, like, you know, and that's where you, you get music like mixing with like all kinds of entrepreneurship. Like you got, you know, the social media, you got hip hop is like just in like all kinds of skits. It's in, you know, all kinds of like videos, all like it just, it expands everywhere. Like, cause it never started in the box in the first place. And I think that's why, like that's music in general. That's why I've always kind of liked it. Cause you know, you can be anything you want to be. I love it. I love it. It's it, the, the cliches are the best because they're true. That, you know, <laughs> that's why the cliches in the first place, because they work. Exactly. Exactly. Now, actually double backing to you saying the word skit. I did see you do a few skits along your Instagram. Nothing like TikTok related, but I didn't know if you were a TikTok person, but I did see you do something along those lines. And I'm curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, I got a, I got a couple like I'm not saying I mean, I'm pretty sure like I could be really good at it if like I really like put like my mind to it because it's like I've always like found like a liking with like you know just like recording like certain parts and like editing and like you know doing like this this like different cuts like this angle and that it's Mm -hmm. like that's always like been something like more of like a hobby but it's just I'm pretty sure like I don't know if it's just me being confident but I'm pretty sure like if I really like put that energy into it like because I used to be like on like Vine back in the day like really heavy like like really trying to like do like the different skits and it's just I don't know, I kind of stayed straight away from it when Vine, like, left, but it's just, like, I, I got a couple on TikTok, and it's just, like, they were they were fun, but it's just, like, I don't, I wouldn't say I see myself, like, just, you know, getting up to TikTok every day, like, I wouldn't take away from the music, but it's Dude. just, like, yo, those, it's always gonna have fun, like, that's, you know, that's what I would like to do, like, ah, uh, let's, let's do a skit, like, that's just, you know, my type of fun, I don't know. I was gonna say, do you, I can see you being the type of person who could integrate skits into your music videos pretty easily, and confidently. Oh, yeah, most, most definitely. Well, I'm going to I'm going to have to wait to eventually see some of this. I'm holding you to your to your character on on this skit stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some of the other videos I saw on your Instagram as well were um, videos of you rapping. And I'm pretty sure some of them weren't your actual just full songs. Did you put out some freestyles and and stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. Because some of the stuff is just I don't know. It's like I'll get like I'm over it. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably write something, dude. Let me just put this out there, let me just see what it sounds like, almost like, I don't know, just like a test product, like, you know, like a focus group or whatever, like, are y'all feeling stuff that sounds like this, or it's just like, you know, because it's just, it's, I pretty much got like an overcrowd, like, I feel like I got the type of people that would tell me, like, if, nah, bro, like, you know, don't, don't do that, stay away from that, so it's just like, you know, just throwing stuff out there, just to see what, what people are thinking, what people are heads up. That's cool. I like your perspective on that, using it as uh, like just small amount of bars, using it as testing to, mm-hmm. to see what vibes with with not only your fans, but also just what they see you as a brand. 
That's really, that's really cool that, um, to get that perspective prior to putting like your music out, going through that entire process and basing it off of the actual, like, product itself and doing it prior to that's that's smart man that's smart i haven't heard that yeah it, it, it works out because like it just it keeps you somewhat current when you're not like really out there in, in people's faces and it, it also helps you with you know seeing like what people are listening to like these days like like what people are like you know gravitating towards and like how can you make your own rendition of that type of vibe hell yeah man no nah, i love that i love that well, I mean, that's basically all I kind of have here. I want to talk a little bit more and ask you more questions, but I want to save some stuff for when uh, maybe some shows open back up. We can talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the worldly yeah, perspective of once right. society opens back up and you can start making music videos and and doing all the stuff that's on your bucket list, man. But um, one, one last question I have for you that I ask all of my interviewees is I ask you to leave people with one piece of advice. It can be any type of advice, but at least one piece of advice. Try to find the wave before it's like the wave. Like if you can jump on like the shifting of like a certain trend before it happens. And this is just people who are trying to, like, you know, be lucrative and, like, you know, whatever they're doing. Like, but if you can, like, jump on a trend before it's, like, even a trend, like, before it, like, gets, like, take speed, like, that would be... And that's with anything. Like, if people are doing music, like, what's, like, the next kind of, like, flow or cadence that's, like, really gonna, you know, start taking off if it's, like, different, like, what's going on within the world, like, especially, like, with, with COVID, like, if people had, like, really thought about putting, like, you know, stock in, like, companies that are, like, creating masks, like, ahead of time, like, mm -hmm. that would have been stuff like that, like, so it's just, it's not just the music, it's just with, with anything, you know, if, if you can, like, you know, jump on what's coming before it gets to, that's the, you know, that's the best thing you could possibly do. 100%. No, I think that's some great, great piece of advice for sure. Um, trends are definitely a great way to get your name out there and, and get yourself, your product, your brand, whatever, whatever you do out there in general and, uh, staying relevant. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, those are definitely really big things for sure, but I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on telling me a bit about, you know, yourself and your music. Like I said, I've, I've still got some questions for you, but I definitely want to get you back on here in a few months once, uh, world maybe changes a little bit more. <laughs> Oh yeah, most definitely. I'd love to come back, and it's it's been great. Like this is definitely a vibe. I just you know free form combo, like nothing like fuck with it. Hell yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. That's uh, that's what Neon Talk is here for. It's a vibe, you know? Um, but again, I appreciate you. Before we uh, before we hop off here, I want you to plug everybody in on where they can find you so they can go listen to your music, follow you on Instagram, all that fun stuff. All right. Hey, once again. Shaman Richie Nelson. I can be followed Twitter, Instagram. You can even Google it. Rich Nelson 2K. Uh, search Richie Nelson on all platforms. Stream Pain and United on 440. Got some new stuff out to whom it may concern and reminisce. Appreciate y'all for having me. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks again. Like I said, I appreciate you and uh, I'll catch you soon for sure. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. All right. Have a good night. Let's have a good one. You, you too. Bye.